episode of Sessions with Mary Jane. I am uh, your one-third of a headed monster, Jordan Freed, here with my co-humps. I'm a second ahead, Rena Ezra. And I am also a monster ahead. I'm Brendan. <laughs> and we are here with uh, a very, very fantastic comedian and also an entrepreneur. I don't know how much she'll get into that. Probably a fair amount since this is Sessions with Mary Jane. Uh, but regardless, she is hilarious. I've known her uh, a decent amount of years now. Uh, and she's amazing. Give it up for Jordan Klein. Woo-hoo! All right, thank you guys. That was a great introduction, entrepreneur. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you got a lot going on, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. I did not foresee this happening, but I think with the pandemic, we all had to adjust a little bit. So here we are. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jordan. Before like um, in our conversation, we were talking about the, the New York comedy scene. You were about to tell us about how kind of how the comedy scene has changed and how it's kind of developed during the pandemic. Uh, So how has it been for you as a comic? Oh, I mean, every comic is struggling (laughs) for sure. Like, um, you know, there's a, there's a group full of comics uh, who still have enough momentum to keep going or started something over the pandemic. That's a new thing. A lot of um, podcasts taking off. For me, but the the live performance, that's what's been crazy. Um, a lot of outdoor shows were going on, rooftop shows, bodegas. But the interesting thing to see was it's like a whole new wave of comics. Mm. I don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the funny thing that I've been noticing for sure is like I see some of these lineups and sometimes it seems like it's lineups of people who weren't doing comedy in 2019. Like it's almost like there's... Uh, the post-COVID crop of comics that's almost separate from the pre-COVID crop of comics. It's almost like a totally different feel. Well, also, besides comedy, because we know uh, Jordan has another, excuse me, another interest, and I just want to put out there, if uh, Jordan, if you want to say what her challenge is, Oh, yeah, for sure. Sorry, I put you at a disadvantage, Jordan, by not giving you your challenge earlier. Uh, You missed out (laughs) on uh, 10 minutes of challenging. Now, we're only like five minutes in. Uh, (laughs) But we (laughs) see you all over social media. The brand is very strong. And we know that you are a biker extraordinaire. So uh, we were thinking about uh, letting you name electric uh, bike companies. Uh, just in the background, along with this interview and getting high. Yeah, you can interrupt at any time. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun thing we like to do. Yeah. Everybody gets a different challenge. Everybody has scored very various on like the ranking board. Yes. Um, everyone's a winner. Jordan, also, you are our first guest of the new year. So technically, you are going to have yes, the best true. score of 2022, no matter how many you get. So you just say how many you think of, and then we'll go from there. Wait, so you want me to name actual electric bike companies? Yes, or yes. Yeah, correct. Not imaginary, not made up. We will use the Google machine and we'll catch you if you're lying. This is 100% serious, yeah. This part <laughs> of it is 100% serious. Everything else could be a little funny, but yeah. We take this very seriously. We have a PA who counts all of the <laughs> rankings and scores afterwards. Thank you, PA. We haven't hired them yet, you, but PA. we're going to have them. Thank you, PA. Wow, you have a full JRE experience over there. You got like a researcher and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so you want me to name 
like actual brands and you don't want me to make any of no yeah right oh, oh yeah, yeah real wheel okay yeah um well my bike that i had that was a super 73 those those are pretty sick they have the Monday now. There's so many. It's crazy. Um, so, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into yeah, biking? Yeah, I am curious. We're very curious. Into bikes? Yeah. Um. Well, I grew up in Nebraska, and my dad's a mechanic, so I was always whipping around on something. Um. And New York, New York is a, you know, it's New York, mm-hmm. and I got a bike for like fun, and it's the best. Are um, you yeah. ever terrified? Of riding in New York? I got hit by a car so many times last year. Oh my god! <laughs> like, lightly hit. Okay, except for okay, one time. Tapped. <laughs> but New York hates you for having an electric bike, for sure. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- drivers, like, want to hit you with their car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a video yeah, it's game. Kind of You're, like, worth huh? points. It's like a video game. You're worth points if they hit you. Kind of. It's like Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, it's so cool, though, because you can get around so, no, so sorry, much quicker. Nebraska. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for correcting me. Sorry. Okay, so Nebraska, you're, like, your dad's a mechanic. You, I mean, that's very, also, very geographically different than New York. Can I ask, how did you get to New York, or was there stops in between, or what made you do the move? Um, well, I always, I always thought it was going to end up in LA is a funny thing. And then Mm. I went there and I was like, fuck no. (laughs) Right. Uh, LA is not my vibe at all. And then I came here for a show and I just like, it was amazing. I had the best time. Uh, but I was working a corporate job, student loans back in Nebraska, Hmm. the worst job imaginable. Um, and I got fired, (laughs) got fired. Um, Yeah, it was great. It was like, it was once I started comedy, I just completely fell off with my job. Because mm. I was like, this is it. This is what I do now. So I got fired. And uh, I remember being like, I cannot find another job like this that pays enough, whatever. And my best friend since elementary school was like, you know, you got to go now or never, whatever. So I sold everything and just moved here. Like no plan or anything. Which is not the smart way to go, but yeah, but bold. Good for you. Like, oh my gosh, a lot of people don't have the guts to do that. Yeah, it was, I was also twenty, twenty two or twenty three, so I wasn't wow. using logic for sure. If I if it was now, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it that way. But you still yeah. would have made the. But you still would. You still are happy that you're in New York. Like this is the place you want it to be. Oh, definitely. And being from Nebraska, I was so easily impressed by New York. Like, day one, I was like, you can get a cigarette by itself. (laughs) (laughs) Cigarettes, like, like, you can get pizza for a dollar almost anywhere. I'm going to be fine, you know? Yeah. Did you Uh, have other family that also came from Nebraska or just you? um, All my family is is from Nebraska. We have some that live in Wyoming now and Colorado. But nobody else in New York? Oh, in New York. Uh, I do have an older cousin out there somewhere. He's oh. gay, too. Yeah. Mm. How, was, how, was, how was your uh, experience with that as far as social setting in Nebraska versus New York? 
Oh my God. I had to learn to drink. <laughs> like, I mean, when you're from like a suburban place and you come out here with that, like, bar mentality too i was mm-hmm. like oh people don't like drink like that here <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know what i mean like people don't like aim to black out that's something ah. i definitely had to adjust to interesting yeah. uh, what would you what would your like um what tips would you give me so that i could better prepare to li- like if i told you i was moving to nebraska what tips do you have for me Ugh. <laughs> that's, that's all you get. You get do. Don't. <laughs> like literally, don't. Um, if you had to, uh, I would say get a Carhartt <laughs> to start. Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, it's funny because I meet New Yorkers and they're fascinated that I'm from Nebraska. I'm fascinated of their being from New York. And it just depends what you want to do. Yeah. That's but Nebraska, true. there's opportunity for certain things, just not me. Yeah. Um, what is the money making thing in Nebraska? Where does everybody? Is that just? I'm trying to think of the field. Well, they come I'm from farmers, probably, blanking. right? Most people in Nebraska, or no? Nah. Yeah, it's I have a, a farmer family background. My cousin's still a farmer. His dad's a farmer. My grandpa. Um, oh wow. Okay. So yeah, like nothing yeah. industrial there. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. In that, in, like, New York. And yeah. Did you start doing stand-up out there, Jordan? Or did you do stand-up when you moved to New York? I did start stand-up out there. And it is, um, Lincoln and Omaha is actually a great comedy scene mm. circuit. You can get some stage time, for sure. I was doing, like, feature spots in the first month, which was so uncomfortable. But mm. there's no one else, you know what I mean? There's, like, ten of you, so, uh, you get good stage time. Yeah. What are the biggest... What are the biggest differences between the things that New Yorkers find funny versus the things that Nebraskans find funny? I definitely had to water myself down in Nebraska. Like, I had to do, like, easy humor, you know? Because mm. um, if you're, like, gay on stage, if you're anything but, like, a straight white dude that doesn't get too political, you really got to see what see what your crowd is like, mm. you know? Um yeah. I mean, I've even had friends that are straight white guys, and they've still been... One of my good friends, James Lindsay, back in Nebraska, we did a show at, like, a rodeo bar. <laughs> and they were... It was, so bad. it was so bad. It was, like, a town of, like, a thousand or something. And we walk in. The energy's just weird. And James is a straight guy, but he's ex-army, but kind of like a hippie stoner now. Yeah. <laughs> and he has, like, the shaggy hair. And he was telling jokes about... Uh, being overseas, and so Lady just like started heckling him, like you don't have a military haircut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like didn't believe him, and it turned into like, no, this guy wasn't in the military. Just is so strange, you know. Yeah. Um, that sounds like it would be an episode of Baskets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah, uh, Jordan, how do you like, how do you adapt to to doing stand up in different kinds of rooms, especially like unconventional rooms? Like you mentioned before, that like people are doing shows in bodegas and outside. So like, what like how do you kind of like size up your environment before you do a show? Um, I think I've learned over time it's really important to watch to not just get there right before your spot. It's also respectful to watch the comics before you, but to also see what they talked about, how the crowd reacted. Um, you know, a lot of times you, you go up sometimes 
uh, after a comic that you're kind of similar. Do you ever notice that? Yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but they kind of like group you together sometimes. So you have to be like, oh, he just talked about that. So I can't really open with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't um, be a scumbag because I do all my shows in New Jersey. And most of the comics <laughs> take that over. I love Jersey shows. They're they're fair. I will say that. <laughs> no, the crowd, crowds are great when they're there. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of vulgar stuff getting thrown around. It's not like a Brooklyn show. <laughs> well, Brooklyn, it's interesting you say that because um, I moved, when I first moved here, I lived in Bushwick. And that's supposed to be the like accepting of gay. You can be, you know, liberal more on stage. And it kind of uh, felt more classist sometimes mm-hmm. than, because I'm like, I'm gay as, I'm, I'm gay as fuck. Like, and I felt more judgment because uh, of like how I dress and stuff like that. I live in Harlem now, and I love the uptown shows a lot more. Mm. At least for me, mm. um, I can kind of be more myself a little bit. I don't know what uh, I don't know what your experience has been, or what. But everyone has their own hive, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it looks like there's a lot going on in Harlem for sure. Are there any shows that are specifically cool ones that uh, you've gotten on a lot? I mean, the, the shows and stuff are kind of starting over, it feels like. Yeah, we like, are there's no at the beginning. set shows anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's um, there's a bar near me called Harlem Nights, and they do comedy there. That's a great room. Mm. That's one of my favorites. Um, trying to think. There's a lot of people producing different things, but it's a lot of pop-ups now, mm. kind of feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> We kind of live in a pop-up world now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. It's a lot of, um, like, have you been to a Don't Tell comedy thing? I have not. I've seen some of the stuff, though. Is it like a speakeasy? Kind of. It's like you buy the tickets, and then the day of, they, like, email you the location. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> yeah. that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't it so interesting how, like, something like that, like, kind of, like, with that and also with speakeasies, it's, like, a part of the appeal is, like, the mystery of it and, like, the, yeah. like, oh, like, I guess, I guess almost, like, the, the exclusivity of it, I guess, because it does feel good to do something sometimes that, like, you're invited to specifically. Yeah, it feels, because I think before, too, there's a comedy show every night, so you mm. can just go whenever, but when it's, like, sneaky and planned, people kind of get into it, um... Yeah, I think that's been good for comedy to mix it up a little bit. Mm. Oh, absolutely, because I feel like the scene's been stale for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like things really are just—I don't know. It is—it's already a business. Like, I—it's just like very clicky, or things will have certain pockets. We were talking about like New York City pockets with uh, Ash Diggs. We had him on um, last episode, and um, yeah, I feel like it's. Um, it is nice to, to spice it up because I also like with, with it being a business, I just mean in terms of like, it, it just feels corporate sometimes where it's just like, Oh no, but you can like things were not experimental for a while. Like everybody was just doing the same shit. Um, but like, hopefully from the burst out of the pandemic bubble, there is more experimentation. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was like some, uh, before the pandemic, but I, I don't know. Like, with pop-ups, I also think it is just a major trend. I'm learning from work with, like, a bunch of these other brands. Like, you know, um, 
like food pop-ups and health and health and wellness brands or like clothing stores are now just doing pop-ups instead of like also because I don't know if they could afford their lease if you don't even know this stuff's not stable during the pandemic so like it's a financial thing too yeah um but I just thought that was I was just pointing that out I just thought that was very interesting that you said pop-ups specifically um has your business been featured at uh any pop-ups have you done any pop-ups it's i mean uh well let me think yeah actually uh i've been posting up at some comedy shows which has been really cool because i give uh the host like a percentage so comics get paid i'm working on a bunch of things behind the scenes right now it's uh it's getting pretty busy the business because it's just me pretty much Mm. Um, what's the business name high standards (laughs) Yeah, definitely mm. plug it as much as you want to plug it. Yeah, wait, where can we find info on that? Cool. High standards. It's on Twitter. It's Gourmet Edibles. Wait, let me, let me check what the actual tag is. Ooh, I'm hooked already. That sounds yummy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. What do you say- make? What do you make? Wait, yeah. What are you experimenting with? What are you making? What is your go-to? What's your, what's popular? Well, that's that's a background of the businesses. Uh, it started in the pandemic. Me and my roommates were like, it was like month three. No one was smoking because of COVID. No mm-hmm. one wanted to smoke. So I was like, I'm going to try to make some pot brownies. Never made them before. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, can I buy some? Because it turned out a weekly thing because we had like nothing to do. Um, so I'm actually a cook uh, mm. first. But then people were asking for pot, so I was like, "Okay, I'll get some pot." Yeah. <laughs> and now I sell pot a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your advice to someone who has never tried making edibles before and wants to try making something like a like a brownie for the first time? That's a good question. You don't have to. Um, everyone makes it so complicated. It doesn't have to be like if you're if you get an eighth, get like an eighth and a stick of butter and mm. put it on the stove with like uh what's it called a double boiler mm. if you don't have that use like a glass bowl because you don't want to burn it right right uh and just boil it really slow the longer the better but keep stirring it and then strain it <laughs> if you just want to make something super simple i had a roommate who straight up threw the flour in the brownie mix um, but you have to extract the cannabinoids, so you have to like cook it, but not too long, mm-hmm. and you have to decarb it first as well. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a science to it. <laughs> yeah, there really is. I've learned to make all kinds of stuff, and it's really interesting uh, to learn about. You yeah. said cook first. Um, what do you? What do? You, how? What is your experience in cooking, and how come you've never baked before, or baked pot brownies before? Um, I don't know. I guess I always just bought edibles. I've always been more of a smoker. Uh, mm-hmm. but my cooking background is just my grandma's straight up. I lived with my grandma. She was like, if you're going to live with me, you're going to learn how to cook. Nice. I, nice. I used to be an awful cook. So yeah. What's your favorite dish that your grandma makes? She does make this like chicken spaghetti. I'm from the Midwest, so it's like a casserole type thing, mm. but it's really good. She makes a, she's an old fashioned gal, you know, like meatloaf, potatoes type of stuff. Yeah. Hey, they're classics. Yeah. What, Definitely. What, what is your first um, edible story? Could you share that with us? Like taking one? Yes. or Your first time taking an edible. 
I should have clarified. <laughs> I don't remember the first one, but when the I first was starting out, I had to really find the like, like no uh, milligrams and middle level, and I got some days so high I just oh. had to like quit that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a rebel scooter once, and I forgot I took an edible like an hour before that, and all of a sudden it was like. Oh, and I had to pull over and just like hang out for a couple hours. It was like wow. a brick wall coming down. Wow. Yeah, edibles can get dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I try not to make them too strong for that reason. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had experiences where I have uh, been a little too good at dosing my brownies, mm. so to speak. <laughs> yeah. What was like the highest milligram that you made? Uh, I I did not. I don't calculate it. I like. <laughs> I, 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 I legit just go. use like a. I use like an eighth or a quarter or whatever the weight yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. That I have at the time. No, it's very reckless. Um. Yeah, my friends are very trusting of. Yeah, my we shouldn't be. Eating <laughs> <laughs> it at a music festival, and then all of a sudden you, it hits you when Billie Eilish is on. A little well, too. That's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, God. just a random example. <laughs> Wait, so you guys took edibles and went to Billie Eilish? <laughs> so we, Jordan and I were at Firefly Music Festival in Dover, Delaware. Uh, last summer, this past summer, actually, and then that was the first took, night. We yeah, that was the first night of the festival. We took um his pop brownies, and I thought it was a reasonable size. I did not, I do not <laughs> eat a lot of it. I do not, I keep my half portions, pieces. I keep my portions small. It was a half piece, and was, I should have taken a half of a half piece. It's not. We're talking about like one small square. Um, and yeah, you know, you're just walking around and then all of a sudden you're not sure how your your legs feel like noodles and you're just yeah. you're just you're like, Am I walking? I remember asking Jordan, I'm like, Am I am I walking properly? No, that that's the thing, cause like it's like when you smoke weed, it's like even when you get like really high, I feel like it doesn't really it can like physically impair you in the sense that you don't wanna get up, but like Eating an edible, like, it can oh, definitely have some, like, very strong physical effects on everything you do. Yeah, well, everything is also just moving uh, rapidly. Mm. Like, time sense, all reality. Like, everything was just overstimulated. Of course, there's a lot of people. And then once you hear the music, you're like, the vibrations in my body. But I had to, like, sit at with my friend at a park bench. And we just sat there the rest of the time and just didn't and watch wait. Billie Eilish. Yeah. She was in the background. She was, like, far, like, where, you know, the the uh, stage was but we're just like no we can't we can't move we're telling you guys right now we literally can't move and we, we needed to stay here and that's what the plan is now. it was meant to happen though because when we sat down oh, everybody was basically passed out at this picnic table and then these two girls oh, who were yeah. on acid came yeah. up to me and they were just like yeah we just got here we're tripping acid tonight like girls weekend and i'm like fuck like i need to trip and then i tripped the next three days and it was magical very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> are there any other dr uh, drugs for you jordan like besides marijuana that you have partaken in or you have any interest in partaking in i love 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 acid mm -hmm. i love doing acid um but i'm not the type to like do it at a concert for Where? sure uh, only because like uh, external factors freak me mm -hmm. out a little bit. Yes, I had sure. a really bad shroom trip here a couple years ago, and ever since then I'm like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me uh, make sure I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know. Yes. Can relate um, to that. Yeah. 
What do you like to do on acid? Uh, last time I did, I just watched anime and space movies on my projector, and it was like the best. How how are you able to use technology and look at screens? I mean, we said projector, so it's not like necessarily like a phone screen but how are you able to do that on acid i can't do anything with technology <laughs> i'm literally incapable my the, like, something happens to me when i'm on acid and i can't it just doesn't work i can't the screen you doesn't it does not compute do you have a trick? I don't know, it's there is a difference though between a tv and a projector because i get what you're saying yeah like a tv true. is different true. but on a projector it's like a big screen and if you already like know what you're watching it's different true, but true. Yeah. i don't know yeah because i have watched uh i was watching like rick and morty on acid once on a tv and i got like kind of tripped out Yo, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> i watched like the worst thing i could watch probably on acid <laughs> i don't like to like freak myself out some people do um yeah the canon of just multiple dimensions and thinking that we don't really exist <laughs> yeah. yeah rick and morty is like the show for people who don't trip who want to know what it's like to trip so if you're already tripping it's like a double trip basically yeah and i'd never like watched it before but i was like <laughs> i was like oh my god this is not this is not i should watch like tom and jerry if i'm gonna watch a cartoon right now yeah. um have oh, you guys wow. done like dmt or anything no no, no. have you um, my roommate, my old roommate, bought some. And I was like, dude, I think this is, like, crushed up Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> it was, this is a couple of years ago. We both tried it, nothing happened. But I've heard some stories from friends who have, and it sounds terrifying and great, depending. Wait, so nothing happened at all? Like, like, like what, do you actually think it really was DMT, or do you think it, it will end, end up just being Adderall? I don't know. My roommate, like, he's like, he was kind of the guy who would, like, buy it from, like, anybody. So I was like, you, I don't know how I feel about this because DMT, it's, it's like acid. Like, it could go any way. But what is I the difference couple... between acid and DMT? Um, uh, DMT? I think DMT, it's, uh, it's more of like a powder and it lasts, I think, 10 minutes. Oh, it's um, short. It's the death molecule much also. So it's what like is what it? Gets released yeah. when you die. Uh, it what happened? That so, it's like the molecule that gets released when you die. I think. Yeah. So that's you're you're at By an extremely very elevated state. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Jordan, yeah. How, how would you say that uh, that drugs, whether it's like weed or acid, whatever it is, like contributes to the way that you like think as a creator and also just like create things in general? I mean, I'm actually, it's crazy. I'm not that big of a pothead. Mm -hmm. um, I used to smoke a lot more. Now it's just kind of like <laughs> all the time. So I kind of like to enjoy it more like at night. Mm, yeah. um, sorry, that's my dog in the background. He just What's your dog's it. name? Uh, Theodore. <laughs> Hi, Theodore. Welcome to the podcast. That is such a great dog name. <laughs> Theodore. He's the best. He's like an old. He's like an old man, just really chill. Mm. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you wanted to like just dress him up and like put a little pipe in his mouth and like have <laughs> sit at a table playing cards with people or no? 
he actually has that personality. I got him uh, a <laughs> for Christmas. I got him this like onesie with candy canes on it, and it was so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, do you dress yeah. him up often? Does he like it? He loves it. He's oh. like a gay dog. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Oh. Well, they do take like after a... their owners, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah, he's like a diva. He's um, he's a chow chow. So oh. he's like, he loves attention. He loves to be groomed. He loves like, I change his accessories often. Like oh, he has like different gosh. collars and stuff, and he loves to like change it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how, wait, how do you know? Old... How do you know he likes it? What are, the, what are the signs? Tell he gets a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, what's, he's just excited by when you like. How did you figure out like? Oh, you like this? Like what? What is the communication? I mean, one day I just brought I bought him like uh like a bow tie collar, and I put it on him, and he just started like wagging his tail and was like happy the rest of the day. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I don't have a dog, so I was just curious. Yeah. I didn't know what they're. Wait, when? How long have you had him? Um, I got him, I want to say three, three years ago from a shelter and I had never seen a chow chow before and mm. I didn't know they were known to be aggressive because he's so sweet, but they found him as a stray queen. So they think he was like a, a breeder's dog. And when they're older, mm. they just let them go. But he's like mm. a, like a $3,000 dog. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That I got for eight dollars. Wow! Yeah. No, these dogs what are fan. Look at this. Per- I'm just looking at pictures. Look at this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Would you say that is your relationship with Theodore? Are you guys like? Is it like a friends? Are you guys siblings? Is it like a parent child? Like, how would you describe it in human terms? We're he's like my wingman. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of like it's funny because they say um your dog turns more into you as you and it's kind of true like they say you kind of start to look like your dog (laughs) (laughs) he sometimes does some stuff and i'm like okay (laughs) um yeah like actually the other day we were walking and these two like really pretty girls walk by and they're like oh cute dog whatever and he just like stops whips his head around and starts following them like (gasps) full speed i'm like hey man you can't oh (laughs) my gosh um he he loves girls he likes female attention and he likes the gays <laughs> he's yeah but he's picky about who he likes sometimes too he's he's a diva for sure he has he has a nose for the gays <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> this might be tmi actually but i had this old roommate who was gay and he was like especially nice to him and got a little happy and that's the only time i've ever seen that happen was around my roommate <laughs> gay. I was like, yeah yo i don't I mean, know man like, like do- dogs are very affectionate in, in in many kinds of ways to human beings you know and it's a, and it is very interesting because i feel like even for them it probably feel it, like it feels weird but then all of a sudden there are dogs that hump human legs all the time that's a very yeah. common occurrence mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting to see who he decides to like, mm. for sure. But, yeah, you give him attention and he'll like you forever, basically. Yeah. Same. Same, Same you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, attention feels good, right? It feels good to have attention on you, so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, curious, what do you have... 
like, what are you working on now? Like, as far as how much you're able to do uh, stand-up comedy throughout this very abnormal world we're living in right now. Um, and what do you have in store for future? Um, well, with comedy, I'm just seeing where... I, I think everyone's just kind of taking it easy and letting it happen again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's, I think before we were also like crazy yes, when you think yeah. about comedy in New York, we were doing, you know, open mics, shows, showing face at spots from like 5 PM to like 1 AM, not getting paid, mm-hmm. not getting arrest, drinking a lot, at least me. So I've been hanging out and just taking time for myself for that. Um, nice. I'm definitely working on producing a infused show. With another comic. Yeah, so having, like, a, Ooh, nice. like a dinner and, like, yeah. So I want to do that. I'm working on uh, – I'll turn – can you hear him in the background? Yeah, it's not bad. No. Oh, okay. Uh, Bring him closer. Yeah, we have no. questions for Theodore. <laughs> he, will, he will turn his head. He is not happy with me right now. <laughs> Actually, it's – when my apartment isn't clean, he starts crying. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's Rena's favorite dog. Like me. Yeah. That's what I do living with these two guys. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, he'll literally, like, turn his head and start, like, whimpering. And I'm like, I, let me walk in the door, man. Um, <laughs> anyways, your question. Um, what else? Oh, so something else I've been working on for a while is a topical line alternative pain topical line of um balms pain relief balms um yeah different things just to alternative medicine i'm really not with like opioids and things like that Mm. so that's something i'm working on the side uh jordan when we meet eventually i can show you this too i wish i could show you guys yeah yeah Yeah, and then i'm gonna do some other things i got a lot going on Mm. but what, uh, yeah. what are your other uh, new passions you picked up without uh, stand-up taking up so much of your damn time? Great. I've been trying to do more artistic things like paint, mm-hmm. draw. Um, I've been decorating my apartment. Just anything else that's our artistic outlet. You know? I think it helps. Yeah. Have you guys been, like, writing bits or anything? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just making uh, videos um, on our Instagram, writing more. We were, we were finishing up a short film, um, almost done editing that, and then just working on the next short film. And we do, yeah, sketches. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, <laughs> sad poetry about the world. Uh, yeah, they we- do, yeah, they do a different morning show comedic podcast. We have different podcasts going on, so... Yeah, same thing. Like trying to keep busy creatively doing things that are, you know, just don't use live production. Because unfortunately, we would like to be doing back doing shows, but you just do everything in house that's, you know, Mm -hmm. virtual uh, with video content or audio content. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, what's your relationship to writing? How do you and writing get along? Oh, um,. I wish I was one of those comics who was more, like, serious and structured about it, but it just, like, comes and goes for me in waves. Yeah. Um, I definitely need to start writing more again like I used to, but I think that um, 
with everything that's going on, my, my life has changed somewhat with, with everyone else's too. So I'm like, I have to talk about new things. I have to scrap everything I was talking about before, mm, which is exciting and scary at the same time. But yeah. Which you're, like, you're asking my process? Yeah, or, like, especially, oh. like it's, it's, even for, like, jokes, too, it's, like, how, like, what, what is the process, yeah, like, from, like, the, like, the idea phase for you to, like, the completion of something? Um, if I have an idea, I use, like, Evernote, for example, cool. and I'll just, like, kind of jot it down. Uh, what's cool about Evernote is you can find keywords. <laughs> so if you wrote about something in, like, 2009... And you look it up and you're writing about it again, you can kind of tie the joke together. I've done that. Um, oh, but wow. I mostly just write down any ideas and circle back to it. Mm. That's neat. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Uh, that new little app. Um, I am just circling back to see if there's anything you want to add on your list of electric bike brands. Oh. What is that new one? Oh my God, it's crazy. It's called Onyx. O N Y X. It's like a motorcycle. <laughs> Whoa. Basically. Wow. Yeah. That stuff they make is like super advanced now. Like everything obviously is going to the like shifting to electric. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just imagining, sorry, I'm just imagining Theodore on his own little oh my God. electric scooter <laughs> while you're on your own little like oh, if, I wish we could make like a movie of like you and Theodore. Like a little sidecar. <laughs> I wish you could have a sidecar. I mean, he loves car rides. If I had a car, he would totally come with me to do deliveries every day. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually, um, before this, I used to do bar security at a gay bar, and he would come with me to all my shifts, and he would just like lay on the dance floor. <laughs> oh my like... god, no way! <laughs> Wait, what was that job like? What? It was interesting. I worked. Um, I somehow got involved in working with drag queens. Uh, for the past like four or five years, Sweet. so I was working on a lot of gay bars. Um, comedians have egos; drag queens are worse, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But it was fun. Was there anything uh, like chaotic? Like, did you have any nights where? Because those shows can be. I mean, I don't know specifically where the or what the place is called, but those shows can be uh, packed or like the energy. Of having to manage those audience members. It yeah. When I worked at um, a more popular bar, where like Monet Exchange performed and uh, like Bob the Drag Queen, like huge names, mm -hmm. um, that place would get packed. But I was a bar back, so that wasn't. I didn't have to deal with the crowd. In Brooklyn, I worked security, and it's. I worked at straight and gay bars. And straight bars is like they fight, right? Mm. Gay bars, they they're like mean to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stop, stop calling each other names, okay? We're all gay, like separate. <laughs> so verbal. <laughs> it's verbal as opposed to physical. You're saying? Definitely. I mean, I saw there was some gays that started fighting once, and it was literally like pulling hair, slapping. <laughs> like, I didn't even stop it. <laughs> 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 it's still a fight. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like you guys are like calling an Uber together. Like you're leaving together. You're <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. What other odd jobs have you had? Um. Oh my god! During the pandemic, I for a week, I worked at a Jewish 
cash advance place. That was interesting. It was like old, it was like old money. Oh, but it was like this like young, he was such a prick. <laughs> Uh, he was. He thought he was like Wolf on Wall Street. He just had, like daddy's money, right? Uh, this guy had like an entire layout of like booze, like a like high end booze. And whenever he would like make a deal, he would just like start pouring everyone drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we, I uh, it didn't last long because me and the guy next to me were like blacking out by one. By 1 p.m oh my god <laughs> i always wondered that about mad men like how, how are they not just black out every single day <laughs> and just on autopilot <laughs> well that's like mad men but this was like not that at all so that's why it was interesting i'm like the turnover rate here is crazy but like we're all wasted right now yeah. <laughs> that was that was an interesting job um let's see that's all i mean yeah <laughs> That was my last one, I guess I will say. How how do you like the uh, the extreme amount of bars per capita in New York City? Bars per capita? Yeah. Well, you said yeah. you came from a small town where drinking drinking was the the crazy culture, and then now you come to a place where there's just so many bars everywhere. I think after just drinking so much and then working in bars, I just kind of hate them now, mm-hmm. you know? It's, um... Yeah. 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 <laughs> Comedy and bar culture has definitely uh, worn on me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Because you, I mean, there it's like a smaller scene, so you probably run into people all the time and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and I think just, like, being at bars way too long and just, like being around people who repeat their stories and stuff like that and just like the ego trips that people go on when they're drunk and stuff like that um yeah but alcohol is good uh, in small amounts (laughs) you what i said alcohol is good in small amounts i guess (laughs) i don't know it's like i used to like you can't do it every night right Mm. um I can't. I'll Some go, people do. I'll go once in a while, but even then, I'm like, damn, I just, because in New York, you're like, I just spent $110 last night. Yo, what? that's real, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? No, that's real. Like, like it's insane, because then, like, it's, like, nice to go to a place where you're like, oh, I want to drink because I want to drink, but when you go in there, and you're just like, oh, like, $15 for, like, one single beverage, and then, like, and then it just goes up from there. It's just, it's just crazy how high the prices are. That's why I go and drink out in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. For, the, for the deal yeah that's what and i mean in nebraska you can black out on like ten dollars it's it's insane like we used to go to this bar it was actually uh it was a cool spot it was like uh this bar nobody went to really and they had like what was it on sundays it was like buy one get one mm. you, you i mean you'd never hear about that do they have that uh out there like buy one get one they had that when i was in new orleans they had three for ones and shit like that three for one (laughs) we don't have that here on the east coast they're asking for trouble my god yeah no we have the buy one buy two buy three and and go home it was wow (laughs) yeah that's insane but i mean when i lived in lincoln which was like a college town they had this place called the tavern on sundays it was like heads or tails with the bartender if you guess you got 
uh, all your drinks free. Oh, nice. Oh, and we yeah. had this friend who was just That's like, fun. got it every time. <laughs> we'd, order, like, we'd order like 15 drinks. We're so shitty. We'd be like, James, go. And we'd get it every time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a lucky charm right there. Yeah. He was he was pretty good at that. Yeah. Do you believe in luck, Jordan? Um, I mean, not really. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I believe in karma. Mm. <laughs> for sure yeah uh like do you believe in luck like what's your theory uh i believe in luck when it's good luck and, and I, feel, I feel like i believe in luck when i remember to believe in luck but most of the time i <laughs> don't think about luck too much at all wow that was yeah. thanks like an irish limerick yeah seriously oh my god yeah. he said fuck luck it's not real yeah yeah, yeah. no but kar- karma doesn't make sense because karma feels like it's, it's a little more physicalized than luck luck feels it's kind of like, like it's a floating thing but karma feels like like when it happens and like when it comes when things come around it feels like it actually is real you remember that uh was it Lindsay Lohan movie where she was like always lucky until she got her luck taken away and then she always had bad luck? You've never seen this movie? I've never seen this movie. Oh my god, no, I know exactly. And now I gotta look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, do you believe that you have free will or everything's predetermined? If we're getting real deep. <laughs> oh, I'm 110,000% free will. Like, I think that's actually why I work for myself because I cannot listen to anybody. I get like offended <laughs> when like someone tells me what to do. Um I don't know. That's or were you right? already That's what too. but were you already predetermined to do what you're already doing? Mm, I guess it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. If I'm doing something and someone's like do this, I'm gonna be like no. <laughs> mm. Probably. But it depends, I guess. The movie is yeah. called Just My Luck, by the way. Uh, <laughs> if anyone if anyone was curious at home, whoever's listening, Raves in two thousand six. It's a rom com. It was with um, Chris Pine, and um, yeah, that's all I can say. Go yeah. watch it. Hey, go watch Just Luck. It's on Lindsay. Hulu. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Gotta love Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, she had a run there. She had a run like for a little while where she was uh, she was big, and then. She's still around, so she's not totally gone. The 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 Lohan Assange will come back soon. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know what she's doing now. Yeah, I feel like she was trying to get into projects, but then it was just um, yeah, it's not good. Why yeah. do you have a uh, Jordan? Do you have like a um, like like a fave celebrity? Doesn't have to be like actor, or whatever. Just celebrity. You have one that you're like obsessed with. Hmm. Like, as in, like, their work or, like, attractive? Let's get your celeb crush and your c- celeb role model, or, like, comedic role model. Oh, yeah. comedian specifically? <clears throat> well, s- oh, or whatever comedian. role model. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I your, was your idol I thought... and your crush. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm, damn, that's hard. 
We'll okay, just you, just sit here in silence until you can think of an answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you go then. You go first, Jordan. You asked her such a hard question. Oh no, we don't. We don't even have to do this question. We can just move on. We don't have to. Celeb. These are good questions. We don't I have would, to slam uh, fuck. No, I need to know. Let's need fuck know. normal people. I, <laughs> you can crush on someone and not fuck them. I also realize when I say Jordan, and I'm like looking at like Jordan Freed but yes. then people listening may not know that if I wasn't talking about Jordan Klein like I could see now how that's confusing yeah honestly for like, listeners <laughs> out there that's the, that's the game today the you know people. we're lucky we're lucky that we're joined by Jordan actually remotely so we're also playing the game a little bit too so you never know which Jordan is is either answering or being referenced to so uh so you can decide for yourselves all wait but also another question after you do your your celebrity idol and your celebrity crush how did it feel meeting another Jordan? Because I've never, I think only once I've met another Rena, but it's very rare. But like, mm. how do you feel when you meet a Jordan? Um, I'm going to ask Jordan, other Jordan this. I, every time I meet a Jordan, I'm always like, you're kind of, you're kind of weird. Like, <laughs> like, why is every Jordan like good good people but weird and i'm talking about myself too <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's always like a weird energy with jordan's i don't know how do you spell how do you spell yours a n j it definitely became a trendy name too like definitely in the 90s and 80s so i think there is like an aspect of being part of a trend and like your parents thinking they're like they're on to something and then and then you're like, oh, there's another Jordan. Oh, there's another Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of Jordans. Yeah. But also Jordan's cool because not to put it in a a box, in a social construct, but, but like it's used for uh, any gender. Hmm? Jo- the name Jordan. Yeah. Like, that's what, and I'm so glad my name is not Michelle or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would know. You definitely don't feel like Michelle energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that would not. I would not roll with that for sure i mean it, i'm also glad my parents didn't spell it weird because mm. jordan started to be spelled like d-e-n that would drive me crazy or with or a y. y yeah y-n <laughs> jordine jordine <laughs> jordine or yeah people, that's uh, a certain tax bracket though i think <laughs> yeah the y yeah taxes if you have the y-n yeah. Oh, man. yeah, it is interesting how many times, like when you meet someone and you hear their name, and like the name just makes sense. You're like, that name fits you. And I wonder how much of it is like, does like the name like like influence the personality of the person, or vice versa? That's what I was kind of thinking, because like other Jordans I meet, I'm like, you're kind of weird and like whatever, and like so am I. But it's like, um, most girls I meet named Brittany. I don't know. Yo, that's true. Britney's and Ashley's, dude. I don't. I don't know. No. Um, Shout out to all the Britneys and Ashleys out there. We see you. We hear you. We know you. (laughs) Also, Ashley can be spelled different ways, and so can Britney. So Mm -hmm. yeah, true. True. I like your description. Your description of Jordans, though. That summary. I think that's very accurate. (laughs) They're nice. They're good people, but they're weird. They're weird. Yeah. I love that. That's great. It's yeah. true. Did you guys um do you remember the Urban Dictionary trend came back oh, this yes. year? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Did I... you look yours up? No, no. Wait, what was yours? 
why well, I looked up Jordan and it was kind of like, yeah, you guys are weird. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well. Uh, I look rude. Good. I definitely <laughs> relate to uh, <clears throat> Aries stuff and I relate to Jordan stuff and I relate to Jew stuff, I guess. <laughs> Did you say Aries stuff? Yeah, no, that those any like meme on the internet that has like something about Aries, like I'm like, God damn it, how'd you know this about me? Um, uh, I hate astrology now. It's just like you can't <laughs> even tell anybody what you are anymore, and they're like, You're such a Gemini. <laughs> such an Aries. So Do you guys like believe in that stuff? Or like what what's your stance with astrology? Uh, I I didn't want to believe it, but then I dated three women born between yeah, the days of May fifth and May twelfth. Damn! And yeah. then I was like, that feels like it uh, is starting <laughs> a pattern. A pattern. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my birthday's May ninth. <laughs> In the middle. Yeah. Um. I don't though. I'm a Taurus. I don't really follow the astrology stuff or link uh stuff that happens in my life or day or whatever like necessarily a connection to it i just like that my uh birthstones and emeralds that's all i pay attention to yeah. that's amazing <laughs> yeah i feel the same way about signs as i do about luck so if you want to hear my thoughts on that room on the podcast and go listen to that section all over oh, again yeah uh, <laughs> but i'm a virgo so yeah that, that's a very virgo quality to have that's group. so funny yeah, so. i was about to be like i i already know jordan doesn't give a fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you said you were a Virgo, I was like, I feel like, I mean, I'm. It's kind of gotten annoying for sure. I thought it was fun, but now sometimes people take it to a point. Like in Brooklyn, if you're at a bar and you're, they're just like, "What's your sign? What's your rising? What's your Venus?" And you're like, "Ask me like anything else. I don't know. I feel like you're judging me a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't control in my life. Yeah, what is, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what half that stuff means though. Your rising and your and your and your moon. Yeah, yo. So I was I, so I, I work in a restaurant and I was working a shift the other day and there was this table. These like two girls are probably like eight, like seventeen, like like seventeen, eighteen, uh, and they were they, they were just, like there having dinner and then like this table of uh, like women in like their like 40s or 50s came in and one of them it was one of their birthdays and it was one of the other person who was like like they were way drunker than anyone else in the group and then the drunkest woman proceeded to give like like a reading of these two girls in the middle of the restaurant and like they like i know where she's asked she's like can i read you guys and everyone just like looked at her and was very confused and, <laughs> and then she like proceeded to like, tell them they were going to meet um a, a person named daniel in the future so so shout out to daniel's also out there Oh yeah. yeah. So people like listen. People wait, wait. Was she reading palms or was she just reading she, their aura? She was reading their energy. She was like, she's like, can you just read your energy? She got damn from their energy. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. Yes, that yeah. That and it's so funny because like because like when you see people, whether it's like a medium or like people who just do things like that, and like they get it right, you see people are like, okay, like it might not be real, but that was pretty impressive. And they get it wrong, you can just feel everyone feel bad because the person is just like struggling. They're like. It's a Daniel, and then they're like, "No, we don't know anyone named Daniel." They're like, "Maybe Danielle." They're like, "No, no, Danielle." Maybe, <laughs> maybe you, maybe you will meet someone named Danielle. <laughs> Just like, yeah, if you grasp enough straws, you're bound to grab one eventually. Then they'll be like, "What?" Well, it starts with the letter D, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a letter. No, that's funny. Every time I'm like, um, 
I was at this gay bar not, not too long ago, and there's like a tarot reader there, and I'm like wasted. I'm like, read my palms. You know what I mean? It's like fun, but like, I don't like take it to heart. Right. You know? Um, I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, having a couple drinks and being like, I can read energy. Come here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing is, alcohol will give you stupid confidence in uh, things. It really does. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, uh, Brendan, how many does Jordan have on her list thus right. far? So we have three on the list so far, Jordan. Are you, are there any other brands of bikes that you would like to add onto the list before we, uh, wrap things up or whatever, because you have the, you choose when this you podcast choose. is over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Electric bike. <laughs> um, Theodore Super 73. Yes. Right? Theodore chooses when this podcast is over. Sorry. <laughs> All right. No, he's kind of being passive aggressive and just like walking up and down like past me and looking up like, when are you done with your little podcast? I'm like, you can chill. Talk to me. He's like doing the. <laughs> he's I'm such so a queen. I can't even begin to tell I you. I love like... this so much. Oh my god. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. I like spoil him. But um, okay. Let me think. Super seventy three Onyx. Monday, Zoom. It's called a Zoom bike. What other ones? I've seen so many around. What? I've seen so many around. Oh, nice. I've met a lot of people too. Um, Are there rivalries like, or is it a, a fraternity? Oh, it's well, what's funny is when there's like a. There's so many different electric bike groups in New York that you would, you would be like, I have no idea. I I was part of like a I joined like a lesbian ride a couple times. That versus the straight dudes. Totally <laughs> totally different because <laughs> the straight guys who like ride the electric bikes in groups are like old middle-aged dudes. <laughs> yeah. Who are uh-huh. like like I'm sorry, but like a lot of them are like incel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and we're like afraid to get like an actual motorcycle. So right with them with it really I mean and there's multiple multiple groups, but like this specific group I went out with, it was just like so toxic masculinity that I was oh like you guys know these are like bicycles, right? Oh like, my gosh. You got a whole rig over here. Um but the lesbian was fun because we went um we like rode to Coney Island and like uh someone cried, you know, we like talked and all this stuff. So it was like experiences. Um <laughs> Yeah, oh <laughs> the lesbian bike group is different. That's so, so funny. <laughs> That's so great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Wait. Which, what's your favorite kind of bike, Jordan? Either like one that you've had or one that you like would like to have in the future. Hmm. I kind of want to step it up from an electric bike to an electric motorcycle or mm. moped. What's the difference? The only issue I had, I had a Super 73. It's great, but it runs on mm-hmm. bicycle pads, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, motorcycle pads. So you burn through those a lot quicker. Mm. Also, you have to charge your bike battery a lot more. But if you meet, like, uh, like guys in the city who do, like, Uber Eats deliveries or anything on mopeds, they'll have different batteries and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Need to get, need to get something uh, that I don't have to charge for four hours all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know? Well, good luck in the uh, the search to find that bike. 
it'll be after winter, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, are you uh, comfortable with a final four on your list, or? I'm trying to think of another one. I mean, you're you're a winner either way. This yeah. is a new record. <laughs> Wait, I did yeah. name four. I said what was that? Onyx, Zoom, Super mm. Seventy Three, and, and Monday, right? Monday, yep. yep. There's so many, and that's all I can think of right now. You know what, Jordan? Congratulations. You are a winner. Every time you got that's one, it. you set a new record for this year. So, uh, four is a solid four number. Four is a solid number, and it's more than any of us could have gotten. So, yeah, that's Jordan, for sure. Jordan, thank you so much for being on Sessions with Mary Jane. Uh, please plug away anything that you're coming up or anywhere that people can find you and all the things about you on the electric world and non electric world. Oh, definitely. Let me find. I can't even remember all my tags my instagram has been deleted a hundred times but finally this one's stuck it is high standards underscore nyc um it's private but just follow me on there for a menu and updates and then i have twitter which is where it's uh more popular and that's gourmet underscore edibles and that one's public so you could pull that up whenever and i can send you a link with videos everything like that Sweet. events be there too did you actually uh, talk a little bit to <clears throat> how the social media is like police weed and how that's been a hurdle? Has that been a hurdle for you? Hold on, my phone is actually about to die. Oh, no worries. Um, can you repeat the question? Sorry. No, I was just saying, have there been hurdles just like with your business and just like weed and the social media? Just because, like, I had uh, a lot of issues with, like, live streaming from NJ Weekend's joint. <clears throat> yeah, it's been interesting um, because it's, like, uh, the cannabis industry is mixed of, like, OGs who've been doing it. And then, like, now it's becoming more corporate a little bit. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle, but we're actually in a, in a weed-demic right now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. No. Um, because with the, uh, genetics changing of, I mean, weed's gotten crazy, right? Yeah. We used to be like, uh, way cheaper. Now there's all this exotic stuff coming. So there's kind of a wipeout now of like the like old stuff we knew, like Reggie and stuff like that. And like even Zaza is kind of going away. Uh, and now it's getting more in genetics. So weed is, a there's this huge gap in price right now Mm. um like a lot of people i mean the people i sell to they don't want to pay 90 dollars an eighth right Right, (laughs) like i don't i don't care how great it is i don't (laughs) i'm gonna smoke it in the same amount of time probably (laughs) so that's been interesting um yeah i don't know yeah it's fun i just play with like gifs and stuff like that and make it fun and make it comedic and See where it goes from there. No, it looks really <laughs> delicious. So I hope it's going well for you. And I hope all of your comedy shows are getting up and off the ground soon. New year, Definitely. new us. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. Yes, any final yeah, words? Any final words? Yeah, anything you want to leave the audience with before we boogie out of here? If you're going to do an edible, start with half. <laughs> yeah, well that's right. Here, start with here. a fourth. It's been Sessions with Mary Jane with Jordan Klein. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and be sure to continue looking at all the Late Night Hump stuff. Uh, follow us on social media at Late Night Hump. 
LenaHump.com, we got all of our shows. We got a bunch of projects and films and other podcasts coming up, so just keep an eye out for all those. You can catch the morning shower daily in the morning. Get your news from Lena Hump in the morning shower. Uh, and yeah, any last words? Yeah.